0: We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Room to Grow podcast. Today is something a little bit different and it's it's all about building your kind of girl tribe and Basically, just women supporting women, and this topic is is really interesting. It's super juicy, and I've, I have a lot of, of personal stuff to share today as well because this has been a really evolving journey for me. And uh, most of the women that I talk to I feel the same way that it's it's really been an evolution, and there there's so much that that we learn along the way when it comes to women supporting women because I feel like from a very young age, it's sort of that sort of the, the mean girl philosophy. And it, it takes a lot of work to shift that perspective and to really start to dig into making really strong bonds with other women. And there's nothing else like it when we can actually achieve that. It's amazing. It's the best feeling and it empowers all of us. And it's, it's just incredible. So all of this has actually been inspired by my Facebook group, uh, Room to Grow podcast Facebook group. I'll link it in the show notes, or you can just search for it uh, just by typing that in in fa- on the on Facebook. The group is so much fun. I have such a blast in there with those ladies, and it, we're uh, chatting every day about some different things. Everything from uh, basically the same type of types of things that you see on the podcast. So nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, all of that type of stuff. Um, and on top of that. I also regularly bring in other guests, particularly right now, because we have a, a bi-monthly book club that we're always doing. And the book club for July and August in the group is Lori Harder's brand new book, A Tribe Called Bliss. So I'll make sure to link that in the show notes as well. Or you can just pop into the, the Facebook group and uh, and join the fun over there. And what I'm really doing with is sort of in honor of, of the book, which I am absolutely loving. I'm part way through it is making sure to invite other women in uh, weekly, if I can, into the Facebook group to talk about different subjects that everybody is interested in. So, so far I've done one uh, on victim mindset, um, kind of taking responsibility for yourself, for your life, for your choices. And then last week I had uh, an amazing friend of mine come in and we were talking all about digestion and IBS and all of those different types of things. And, uh, I'm just, I'm learning so much from these women as well. It's always such a blast to, to have that connection and to really be able to build those relationships because I then get to support other women and to bring in experts, even if it's on things that I might not be as well versed in, then I'm learning as well as the group. And it's just a, a total win-win. I absolutely love it. So definitely go check that out. We would love to see you over there. And it's this entire topic is that it kind of starts with uh I'll start with with my personal experience I was I was bullied a lot as a kid and I was sort of the sort of your your classic nerd I was kind of a bookworm basically exactly what I am now (laughs) just a bit of a nerd and total bookworm I'd rather be hanging out with my books than with other people and, uh, middle school, you know, was awkward. It definitely, as it is for, I think just about every person of, of that age group. And that was when I, I started to be really bullied, uh, by a, a small handful of girls, not, not all of them by any means, but there was a small handful and it did kind of traumatize me a little bit. And I think I just st- sort of wrote, girls off, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just not really meant to have maybe these types of, uh, friendships. And there was a, I, I met, uh, I was actually really fortunate enough to meet my, my best friend who is still my best friend now in middle school. So that was amazing. And I was so lucky that, that she and I found each other then. So that was just incredible. But other than her, I found that throughout high school, as well, I was really finding myself, um, being friends more with, with other guys and stuff instead, because I just found the whole female dynamic really difficult. Nothing about it seemed easy. It seemed like it was just the entire road was, was filled with pitfalls and potholes. And there was always somewhere where you could take a wrong step or upset somebody or, Uh, you know people were were gossiping about each other and and I have I've been on both sides I've been the the gossiped about and I've been the gossiper and both fucking suck like it's not a good feeling from either end it okay being the gossiper yeah it might give you a, a little temporary high but what is that buying you what is is that actually making you feel good is that bringing you joy it's, it's ultimately not, it, it might bring maybe a quick moment of satisfaction, but nothing about that actually feels good for more than a split second. And gossip is just going to hurt you as much as it is other people. So none of that is beneficial to us. And the other problem with that is that, and again, I've been in this situation where I had friendships and, and relationships, and I've seen other women in this position as well, where those types of of friendships and relationships are built on that negativity, they're built on bitching about somebody else. And that's not the basis for a strong friendship. Those are the friendships that will crumble at the slightest little thing. And on top of that, when and I hear other women say this all the time, and it's so true, because it's exactly what I always think as well. If you're talking to someone who is talking shit about somebody else, to you all the time, then what are they saying about you behind your back? Right? That's the question that that always seems to come up. Well, you know, if you're going to talk about somebody else that way, what are you saying about me? And we can we can hold up that mirror to ourselves too. If we're talking shit about somebody else, you know, what are what are we saying about all of the people in our friend group then? Are we saying sh- things about anyone? Everyone? What does that look like? None of that is conducive to strong female friendships. And I hear some of these sayings and and Lori Harder mentions it in her book as well. Some different phrases where people are repeating these types of statements over and over again. Lori actually points some of these sayings that are that really come up often in the book and some that really stood out to me. And I I've said some of these myself and I know that I've had people uh, around me mention things like this as well that you know women are too emotional or dramatic or or girls are so catty and, or maybe you're saying slightly different things. Like I just get along better with guys, which is one that I always said as well. Or maybe you feel like you give a huge amount of yourself and you don't get it reciprocated in return. So that's something that's really common as well. And that can be a really big issue when we feel like we're giving a huge amount of ourselves, we're putting it out there and we're not getting it back. I used to watch shows like uh, like Sex and the City was one of my favorite shows and I just thought to myself other than other than my one uh, really close girlfriend I thought to myself you know I'd love to have a group of women that would just we all had this really strong connected bond like that and I just don't think it's in the cards for me I just told myself that over and over again that I thought you know what I guess I'm just gonna go through life with just this one friend and I'm so grateful for her and she's amazing which she absolutely is but I thought that that was just it that that was that was the end for me and it actually all really shifted. Um, about a year and a half, probably about two years ago, I signed up for my first business coaching mentorship and the women in that group blew me away. They absolutely blew me away. And everyone was so incredibly supportive of one another. Everyone would bend over backwards to help each other out, to answer each other's questions, to to be open and vulnerable and share parts of themselves with people that they had never met in real life. And I thought, oh my God, here it is. Like, <laughs> this is what I've been missing. This is what I didn't think existed. This is what I didn't think was actually possible. And when you when you are able to find that group and to create that group, it doesn't mean that they're just some random strangers floating around out there that you haven't found yet. It might mean that, that you have those women around you already, you just might be the one to create that shift that builds up that group of women so that you're creating your own tribe and that you guys will have that kind of connection, you will support each other, you will, you will be there for each other in a way that so many of us women have not necessarily thought possible to create those kinds of friendships and relationships. And the thing is, is that like any other friendship or relationship, it, you have to cultivate them. You have to, you have to work at it. it. It takes work from all sides. It's not, you can't put in all the effort and then, you know, the other person gives nothing back and vice versa. You can't be a taker and then not give back to the person that is giving to you. There has to be a give and take, just like any good relationship. But the question that I always want to ask, and, and I've really started to pay close attention to this, is how can we better support one another? There was, there was one woman in particular um, earlier earlier this year, maybe late last year and or early this year. Uh, her name was Lisa Carpenter. I will actually reference her in the the show notes because you need to go check her out. She is incredible. She's a nutritionist and life coach, and she's just amazing. And a a mutual friend connected us because Lisa came out with her book this year, and she was looking to uh, get on some podcast interviews. So I interviewed her for my previous podcast, and I'm sure that I'll have her uh, on this podcast as well. She's just amazing, and and, uh, I would love to share her more with you guys. And she, or just, or just have the excuse to talk to her because I'll use any excuse to talk to Lisa. Um, but our mutual friend connected us and I'll be honest, even though I I had already started to shift my opinion of, of women and female friendships last year, I didn't think that much of it. I'm such an introvert that I was like, Oh, do I really, you know, have to do another phone call with somebody? And I don't really feel like it. and I'm tired. Like just coming up with all of these excuses the night that we had agreed to chat. And I, I got on the call and we chatted for an hour. The hour flew by and I got off that call and I I said to my partner, I was like, I just had a life changing phone call, an absolute life changing phone call. I had been really on the fence. Um, when I spoke to Lisa, I'd been really on the fence about when to quit my corporate job. I knew that it was coming. I just wasn't sure when I was really on the fence. I was hemming and hawing and all these things. And Lisa has been in, in, uh, in the business for, for a really long time and in the online space. So both sort of a, a brick and mortar and, uh, online. So she's, she's seen, you know, she's, she's had a ton of experience herself. She's worked with a lot of other coaches. So she's, she's seen lots of different situations And she really called me out on my shit and talked me through a a huge amount of the questions that I had and some of the maybe negative stories I was telling myself around, should I quit? Shouldn't I quit? All these things. And she just provided so much connection that I had a huge amount of clarity when I got off the call about what direction I wanted to take. And and all of this was just to set up a podcast interview so that I could interview her. <laughs> and she ended up absolutely changing the course of things for me. And we had never even, we still haven't even met in real life. And that's just a really great example of being open. That yes, I get it. Like sometimes we would just rather be in our pajamas. And hey, if if you if you want to, you can always invite girlfriends over to come hang out with you in your jammies if you want, obviously. But if it's even just something like, like a call where you haven't met somebody and it's tough to open yourself up to that. It's hard. It's not, it doesn't come easily to me at all. I know that I behave kind of like an, it's like an extrovert online, but I am very much an introvert and putting myself out there, takes a huge amount of energy. And I know that a lot of other women feel that way as well. And what I want to, to really point out to you is that sometimes we have to put ourselves out there to make those connections. You know, we, we can't just sit in our boxes at home and, (laughs) and never come out. And then expect these friendships to just magically appear. It's going to really take getting out of our comfort zone. And sometimes before a, a new call or, you know, an event or something like that, I think, Oh God, like, what if I don't know what to say? If I run out of things to say, what if I'm even more awkward than usual? (laughs) All of these questions run through our heads and that's totally normal. I think, I think that there's so many of us who, who have these insecurities. It's just kind of part of life, right? Even the most confident person in the room might have, is going to have some sort of insecurity that runs through their head that you would never know that to, to look at them or to see their Instagram profile or something like that. But we all have insecurities. We all have, have that thing. That we don't know how other people are going to react to us. We don't know how how we're going to handle a particular situation. And sometimes we have to just step out of the bullshit that we're telling ourselves and open up. Because when we open up, that's when the magic happens. That's when you can build the, that true connection, those, those long-lasting, really meaningful relationships that can change your life. That is what I have learned more than anything else in the last two years is that opening up and being open to building these types of relationships can be a total, total game changer. And one thing in particular that really stood out for me from my uh, call with that very first call with Lisa was at the end of the call. And and she repeated it several times. She said, how can I support you? If if you need anything, let me know If, if there's anything I can do to support you let me know, how can I better support you? And I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. And I have, since I I spoke to her that very first time, I have told so many other women that same thing. I'm like, how can I support you? How can I, how can I be a better coach to you, a better friend to you, a better peer to you? How can I support you? And that's what it's all about is being there for each other, helping each other rise up because when it's one of us rising up, we're all rising up. We're pulling each other with us. And that's the whole idea of tribe is that we're, we're all rising up and it's collaboration over competition because yes, even if a lot of us are in the same, in the same space, if we're going to look at this from, from a business standpoint standpoint, purely a business standpoint, there's, there is space for everyone because we all have our unique stories. We all have a unique voice and we can all use that unique voice to connect with the, with the right people. And just because we have a really unique, you know, because we have a a particular story that really resonates with somebody, our, our girlfriend who also happens to be a, a great coach might also have an equally great story, but maybe her story just doesn't connect as well. But guess what? The client is still getting really great information. It doesn't matter who it's from, right? Or better yet, what I've seen happen more often, actually, is that when one person, uh, I'll take my my friend Christina. Uh, she's going to be on the podcast in the next few weeks as well, and she has her own podcast, The Confidence Project. So you can certainly go and uh, and check that out. I will also link that up as well. She's amazing, and she has shared me with her audience several times and her audience some of her audience has ended up following me and connecting with me and i've gotten to chat with a bunch of them and it's been incredible it's been such a great experience and she's had the same experience from my standpoint you know i'll talk about her and and you know you have to go check out christina she's incredible which she is like she's she just has amazing information And such a unique story, and I'm really, really excited for this podcast episode coming up as well. And I know that I have people in my audience who now follow her, too, and have connected with her and chatted with her. And we all win. We all win. When we collaborate, when we build each other up, there's no loser there. There's absolutely no one who loses from that. We all win from that. Ultimately, none of us are here to do things alone. We're social creatures. We're we're here to help each other out, to make each other better and and stronger together. And one of one of the big things that uh, has to come with that is giving each other the benefit of the doubt, too. Because trust me, for anyone who's who's seen the movie Mean Girls, <laughs> oh, the reason why that movie did so well is because it was frighteningly accurate to real life <laughs> in a lot of ways. There could be a lot of parallels drawn between what, what they were going through in Mean Girls and real life high school or even beyond high school, adult situations where, you know, we aren't all at school, but there can be very similar things happening as what you see in Mean Girls. And that's really unfortunate because that's, that's ultimately what I want to help change and what I want to be a part of changing. And we all have to work together on this because this is something that we, we all have to do together to really make it happen, to make the difference happen. And there's three things here that I really want to to point out as being the biggest parts of women supporting women. One, number one, is to be open. So not only giving to others, but open to receiving as well. Even something like, like a compliment. Women are notoriously unable to accept compliments. And I know that I, I have been there, I know all kinds of women that I have given compliments to and they have been visibly uncomfortable. They don't know how to receive it. A really great example is if you tell uh, if you tell a woman how much you love something she's she's wearing, some article of clothing or something like that. Most of the time, the first thing that she'll tell you is that it was on sale. <laughs> Almost always. And it is funny because I continue to test this theory. When it's actually like, when it's genuine, of course, like if there's something that somebody's wearing is, you know, they've got a super cute outfit on or something super adorable. I'm like, Oh my God, like, I love what you're wearing. It's so cute. And almost always the first thing that they tell me is how much it cost and that they got a great deal on it or it was on sale or something like that. We have such a hard time accepting compliments sometimes. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So lots of times we can be really open to, to giving to others and, you know, even even giving advice or something like that. Like if a friend comes to us with a problem or something like that, and they want our advice and we're happy to give it to them, but we have a tough time receiving it. So if we have an issue, we don't want to feel like we're troubling other people. I have felt like that so many times where I didn't want to, you know, be a downer or super negative, come across as super negative or something like that. Even if there was a really big situation in my life where I was struggling. And i was floundering and i was afraid to talk about it too much i would just kind of i would almost zip right over it so if a friend would really kind of dig in deep with me they'd be like okay no like i i would really start to really quickly give them like the cold nose version then try and move on like oh okay here's my situation blah 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 but what's up with you and (laughs) i would always try and turn it around And it's interesting because I've noticed that I have so many friends now who will immediately flip it back to me. They're like, no, no, like we aren't done with your thing yet. We'll get to me. What is, what is happening there? Like, what's the deal? And that's the difference is that we have to be open to receiving that. Lori actually talks about this in the, in the book as well, um, in a tribe called bliss. And I've, I've always felt that way could just kind of uncomfortable sharing things that I'm struggling with because I don't want to, I don't want to put that on anyone else's shoulders and I don't want to be a downer or anything like that. But that vulnerability is where the true connection is built. And if we're open to that connection, even when it might seem pretty scary, worst case scenario, that person turns out to maybe not end up being a great friend. But if you can be open enough to offer up that trust, you can end up with incredibly incredibly deep connection that long lasting friendships are built from. Nobody, nobody made, you know, the best friends of their lives by questions like, Oh, how are you? Well, oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> no one made really deep connections from superficial conversations like that. That's just one example, obviously, hopefully we, we get it, we all get a, a little bit farther in than that. But It, that's just, that's one example of where vulnerability is what needs to happen to, and I'm not saying like spill your life secrets, but just something show somebody something real about yourself, something that you wouldn't necessarily share it to just anyone in a random passing conversation where they're a perfect stranger and you don't know them. Give them a tidbit about you, give them something about you that is a little bit deeper than that and, and be open to what happens next when it comes to that. So number two, number one was be open. Number two is to give generously and support each other. So give, give as much as you can give as much of yourself as you can. And within reason, yes, there are still going to be all kinds of times where you need to protect your time, protect your energy, you know, say no to things. Yes, of course, there are always going to be times where that is is the right answer. Introvert life over here, I 100% get that. And there are absolutely times where we need to protect ourselves and create a little energy bubble around ourselves to make sure that we are creating that, that little bit of, of protection so that we can protect our time and, and all of that stuff. But giving generously to others That can look like all kinds of different things. That can mean your girlfriend is having a tough day and you make sure to give her a phone call to let her know that you're thinking about her and, you know, be able to chat with her for a few minutes, supporting each other, supporting each other, however you can. So if that means just letting your girlfriend know that you're there for you when she's having, when she's having a rough day. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you are doing whatever you can to let people know about this, this awesome friend of yours who's doing incredible things, uh, you know, coaching, I don't know, um, <laughs> coaching business, or if she has a flower shop or whatever that is, Whatever you, whatever your girlfriend is doing, just making sure to support each other in any possible way. That can take so many different forms, but whatever that's going to look like, support is really a huge pillar of, of the friendship. That's, what's going to make that friendship strong and allow it to really grow and flourish. And number three is to assume the best in people. This one is hard. This one is harder than it sounds because I, I, I have found in personal experience that I often have a tendency to make worst case assumptions At least I have in the past. Now I'm very conscious of, of making sure that I don't go down that road. But previously, that's what would always come to mind first. Like, Oh, what, what does she want from me? What is she going to ask of me? What, what am I going to be expected to, to do for her? We can't think like that. We have to, we have to come at it from a place of positivity and how can I support you? Like what we were talking about before. In, instead, looking at what the best possible situation could be and making the assumption that that's what's at work. Because we also never know, you know, supporting one another now, and, and these are all very intertwined. All three of these are very intertwined. So supporting each other now, you never know how that could come back and serve you later on. And being kind to someone is never a bad thing that's never a bad thing. That's never going to harm you in in any way. Giving kindness, that's never going to be a fault. It's never going to be a fault. So number one is to be really open. Number two is to give generously and support each other. And number three is to assume the best in people. And all of these things, they're going to cost you comfort. They're going to cost you your comfort zone. You're going to have to get into that discomfort zone, like what I was talking about before. One example right now is that I know that I need to start going to more networking events uh, locally, and I have a lot of fear around that because, again, introvert <laughs> life over here. <laughs> I would much rather, you know, sit on my patio since it's summer right now, sit on my patio and just chill and, you know, do some work at home or, or something like that and, and just, or, you know, go out with friends or something, something along those lines. It's just more, much more low key and people that I know and very much in my comfort zone. But I know that I need to get out there more. I need to put myself out there and I need to be open. I need to give generously to, to new people, new people who could maybe really use my help as much or more than I could use theirs. All of those things, I have to always really keep that in mind. So again, even if you're not an entrepreneur, this can still really apply. You know, maybe trying a new class or something like that because you want to make some new girlfriends. That might be one of the best ways to do that is to try something new and then you're also meeting new people while you're at it. That can be a great new thing to try. So one thing that I also want to ask is how do you feel when another woman supports you? because this also goes to my assumption that about, I've often thought of sort of worst case scenarios sometimes. And since starting in the online space, I've had women reach out to me a few times where it it felt kind of icky. Like it seemed like they just wanted something from me. They wanted me to sign up for something or something like that. But then I connect with women like Lisa Carpenter And you never know the amazing human that's behind an Instagram profile. (laughs) Just to put it, just to put it like that. I mean, whether, you know, it's one, whether it's a facade or something like that, that they put up in real life and you meet them as you meet them in passing, or if it's the face that they present through social media, depending on, on how you're meeting people. Yes, it's intimidating. It's pushing you outside of your comfort zone, but unless you actually push yourself outside of your comfort zone and connect with that other human, you'll never know how amazing they could be. Think of what you could be missing out on if you don't make that connection. And no, we, we, you know, we might not be able to meet every person in the world, obviously, but so many of us are hiding behind our phones or hiding behind, you know, we're too busy. Uh, we have too many things going on. Yes, we're all busy. We all have lots of things happening in our lives. We all lead very full lives. I get that. But we still need to make that time because these are the true connections that are going to get us through. This is, this is why, I mean, studies are showing more and more that this is ultimately why women tend to live longer statistically than men, because women are more social creatures in times of stress. We do seek out friendship. And the problem is, is that if we don't create those friendships, when times are good, then who are we going to turn to if we need a hand? So we need to really be cultivating these, be nurturing these friendships. And sometimes you just need to laugh. <laughs> so sometimes, again, life can just, you know, get generally stressful. There might not be anything, anything specific going on. Just being able to kick back and relax with some friends and that, that connection, that bond that you can build is just nothing can replace that. Nothing in the world can replace that. And it's so meaningful. It means so much. And this is coming from someone who I honestly just thought that that wasn't going to happen for me. And I have a ton of incredible female friends now around the world. And a lot of them I haven't even met in real life. And they still provide a huge amount of connection and support. And I'm so grateful for every single one of them because without having pushed myself outside of my comfort zone and without some of them, being the ones to push me i would never have made those connections that have made such an incredible difference in my life so i wanted to wrap up this podcast with something a little bit more tangible that you can actually use to start building connection with other women and i'm i'm reading the coaching habit right now as well as a tribe called bliss <laughs> i have two books going at right now at the moment um so i'm reading the coaching habit right now which i'll link in the show notes as well and it talks about asking better questions, which is something I'm I'm constantly in pursuit of and both as a coach, as a podcaster, and, and honestly just as a human being because I think that it's so important that if we want, I can't remember who it was who, who said that if we want better answers, we need to ask better questions. If anybody remembers who, who said that, please let me know because I'll definitely give credit. But the, the questions can be so crucial. And so many of us just go through life saying things like, Oh, how are you? I'm good. Well, that's great. But maybe in order to get a better answer than that from somebody else, we need to focus on the questions that we're asking. And the coaching habit talks a lot about different types of questions that we can ask. And one thing that we can ask someone, one of the very first questions that it talks about is what's on your mind. And I love this question. And I've, already started using it with clients and it's been really, really helpful for me. And I've, I've, uh, I've been using it with girlfriends and stuff as well. And I find the answers are so much better because it's allowing us to really, it, it's almost like opening that door for the other person to invite them in for a cup of tea and tell us exactly what is on their mind right now. What was keeping you up at 3am at last night? Or, you know, what, what happened this morning that threw off your day a little bit? When you ask a question like what's on your mind, it's opening that door so that we can dig into to sort of the juicier stuff the, the stuff that is going to create that vulnerability that builds friendships, even if it's just something really small, really, really simple vulnerability. Again, I'm not talking about, you know, your deepest, darkest secrets here it can just be something that builds connection something that that each of us can relate to better than how are you i'm good <laughs> so many of us go through life having those types of interactions all day long because it seems to be considered sort of the most socially acceptable and nobody wants to to give too much information because we don't want to bring the other person down or maybe we just don't feel like sharing or whatever but with a question like what's on your mind it walks that fine line so that we're not asking anything too personal, but we're leaving that door open and you could easily, that the other person could easily come back with something much more meaningful that then you can really have a full con, a full bodied conversation around. So that's a really great question to try. I, I would love for you to, to give that a shot and let me know how that goes, because the goal here is to help each other. and you know, the other, the person on the other end that that you're maybe trying to help might not be ready to receive that help, but we can still be ready to give it. That's on us. So we get to make that choice for ourselves. So let's be ready to help each other. Let's support each other. Let's lift each other up in whatever capacity that looks like for you, because we all crave connection. And so many of us are lacking in that area, especially in the age of social media. I will I'll link. I'll also link the uh, lots of links today. I'll also link the social media episode that I did a couple of weeks ago because I've gotten a ton of feedback about that, about sort of sharing intimate moments on social media. Part of the the problem that I see with that sometimes is that a lot of us feel as though we already know what's going on in people's lives because we because we're Facebook friends or because we follow their Instagram page, so we see what they're doing. We see, you know, like oh, so and so had a baby or so and so got married or. You know, uh, so so went to a cottage last weekend or went on a vacation and that stuff is great, but that's not real connection. That's, that's not true connection. We're just seeing something in passing. So we have a general idea of what they're doing, but that doesn't mean that we've had a, a, a conversation with them that we really know what's, what's actually going on in their lives. What's, what's the real stuff that's happening for them right now. We all elevate ourselves when we lift each other up. And we need to do more of that. So the, the one thing that you can do here is to join the Room to Grow Facebook group. I'm going to be talking about this topic more uh, both this week and throughout the next couple of months as well um, through July and August. If, if you're listening to this in real time uh, as it's airing, particularly because of our book club read right now. But just in general, this is going to be an ongoing theme for me, uh, particularly in the Facebook group, because I just think that it's so important. And I have benefited so much from female connection, connection with other just amazing women. Um, and, and the two-way street, like other women who have been lifting me up and other women that other women that I have been doing whatever I can to support them. And it is a two-way street and we need to be doing that for each other. And the more we do it, the better we all get, the better it is for all of us, the stronger connections we have, the better friendships we have, the, the more full lives we're leading There is no losing. There's no losing to that. It's nothing but elevating each other to that next level. So let's do more of that because I think that that's going to just be amazing for all of us and help us grow into the absolute best version of ourselves. So if you guys love this episode, I'd be so, so grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes. Just really helps get the word out there so that I can bring you guys as much amazing content as possible as many amazing guests as I possibly can. And don't forget that there is a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday. So there will be an interview coming at you in a couple of days. It's going to uh, actually be with an herbalist a friend of mine, and she has some really, really cool information to share about uh, some natural herbs that you can use to reduce stress. So I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the room to grow podcast today. Can you do me one favor though? Can you take a screenshot of this and tag me on social media? I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes, that would make a huge difference. It's really important to have those, those reviews so that we can get the word out there about the podcast, get more amazing guests on and get as much information out there as we possibly can together. Looking forward to growing with you.